We are in the midst of one of those massive southwest windstorms right now, so you guys might hear some wind in the background. My kids and I watched a documentary on North Korea a few weeks ago, and even though the country is falling apart, there's not enough energy, there's not enough food, there's not enough medicine, they're so concerned with impressing foreigners that they make everything look amazing. The tables are all set, everybody's dressed nice. It's a facade. It's it's a superficial um, appearance. That is what the body is like when someone is living in mold. However sick you think you are when you're living in mold or whatever condition you're in, it's much, much worse than what you realize. Um, I remember about two years ago, I made a post on the Practical Mold Avoidance Group, and I said that when my mentor told me that it took her three years to kind of get over the hump in mold avoidance, it was actually good news to me, not bad news when I heard that it took that long. Sounds kind of counterintuitive, right? Because we all hope for a quick fix. But the thing is, I had this deep intuition that something was severely wrong with my body, and I knew that if we weren't going to do some serious heavy lifting in a long-term protocol that was really digging deep, that it wouldn't be the, the true answer. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. You go to a fancy clinic or a doctor's office or you buy a supplement and you start taking it and you just get the sense that like, you know, this might help me feel better for a few days, but there's something really, really wrong with my body on a core level. Um, and so if you feel that way, you're right. Listen to your instincts. There is something really wrong on a core level and it does take a massive shift to fix it and even a permanent lifestyle change and a whole new skill set. And there's some interesting physiology going on behind the scenes here. Um, one of the things that Eric and some others discovered is that when the body is in too much mold above its threshold, and this can be different for different people, which is why mold testing is useless because depending on where you are in the power curve, you may be above or below the threshold at which the body can detox and there's no test for that only your personal reactivity. But when the body shuts off detox, it starts storing up mold toxins and heavy metals and everything in your tissues and your brain and your fat cells for years and years and decades. And that's why the recovery process doing mold avoidance is so long because you have decades worth of crap stored in your tissues. And that's also why you might look or appear to the outside world to not be as sick as you really are when you're living in mold because that stuff is all stored away. So when you pop the cork off of that container and all of that mold and metals just starts rushing and flowing out all by itself, the all by itself thing is an interesting topic. We, we talk about that a little bit in other podcasts where... Um, even if you've been doing the best, most expensive binders for decades and you're still sick, you'll find that the natural detox you do during mold avoidance without any binders or any aids at all, in three months of mold avoidance, you'll detox more than you did in 10 years of civilization using the best concoctions. So when that cork gets popped and that detox starts flowing out, um, it takes a long time and it's, it's, it's kind of hard on the body for all those toxins and years worth of stuff to come out. It's a whole readjustment process for the body to get back on its feet and sort of uh you know figure out how to be healthy again so it's a really long process so uh that is why i say that 
um, when I started doing mold avoidance and I, and I noticed those really deep changes, I knew I was on the right track and the long runway, the, you know, three years of intensification to recover really, really made sense to me and resonated and kept reinforcing that I was on the right path. So of course, to be true to the title of the podcast, the good news about this is that you found the right path. The bad news is that <laughs> we all want a quick fix and a, just a pill to take and the lifestyle changes in mold avoidance are so extreme and uh, what unusual compared to what you're used to that probably the hardest part about mold avoidance isn't even mold avoidance. It's just accepting that it's what we need to do. So anyway, this has been five minutes or less, just a little look at the good news and the bad news about how sick you are. And the moral of the story is that um, people who have mold illness are a lot sicker than they look, even a lot sicker than they feel because they're like North Korea. They've been putting all the bad news and the bad uh, problems deep away where nobody can see them. And that stuff all needs to come out and get flushed when you do mold avoidance. And there's really no other way to get the job done. If you are in a house or an area that's above your threshold, it doesn't matter what treatments you're doing, it's never going to happen. And conversely, if you're in a good location, it doesn't matter if you get the treatments right or if you do no treatments or pretty much anything, you're going to win. So it's that drastic. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Just a reminder, I'm not a doctor. If you have medical questions, seek a licensed physician.